Listen, man, I just realized <laughs> there's this TikTok <laughs> that made me realize there's more dick in me. Oh, my God. And I don't mean they're, like, in me. We weren't going to come out and say this. But my dick is bigger than I thought. But Eddie's dick is bigger than he thought. Yours, too, bro. Like, every male. Every man out there that is, like, I just found out on this research that there's, like, two, two, two to three inches more inside of your body. So all you have to do is pull harder. It's called joking. Oh, it was a joke. Mm. I thought I had fucking hope. No, it's called joking. Oh. J-E-L-Q-I-N-G. Okay. Well, I thought you said joking. I'm not joking. Oh. People will literally attach weights to their dick and let it hang down and get a boner because it fills it with blood. And technically, it pulls the blood vessels far, far enough. It's like a penis pump, basically. Except you attach weights to your dick. I'll be right back. You got a five-pound blade around here somewhere? I got a ten. In. I got a, a ten. ten Going to rip it clean off. Oh, dude. Um, Let's try it. You know, sometimes you have to risk it. You have to risk it all for a dream. You have a high value man, right? <laughs> That's what high value men talk about. <laughs> oh boy, this is gonna be a fun one. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Oh, for we're sure. recording. Yeah, we. I don't see that stuff. Yeah, we blowing. are. We're recording, baby. I got it all up here. Oh, I, I got it. I got it all. Uh, so, Sean. Good morning. Good morning to you, Eddie, my friend. Good morning to you, Eddie, my man. How you doing this morning, my Shansi? Tell me how you doing this morning. Good, bro. You're supposed to sing, asshole. I thought we were done singing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> how you doing today, though? I'm good. It's Sunday. We're recording two podcasts again. Two for... It's my fault. It is your fault, but it's okay. Did you have fun in Oklahoma City? Dude, it was fucking hilarious. With it me, was fun. You were with Roberto? Roberto and uh, our friend Jose. Like the Jose? No, another Jose. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's an uncommon name, so I didn't know. No, in Mexico, it's really common. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> no dude so we went to Jose got us reservations for a pizza place it was really good well what, what <laughs> I pizza place it's a uh, I forgot Halls the Halls something like that was it good you know it wasn't bad <laughs> it wasn't bad Not but the favorite. company was good the company was good yeah I mean, the company was prime. Makes up for it. <laughs> but uh, the pizza wasn't that bad. I actually made the joke that I was like, man, next time we come here, I'm just going to bring my Little Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, if you're going to go down to Oklahoma City again, you got to go to Empire Pizza. Empire Pizza? There's is the best. Okay. Hands down. You can order it by the slice, too. Okay. I'm going to try it out. Fucking bomb. Yeah, like I say, it wasn't, it wasn't the best, but it was good. It was delicious. Best pizza, hands down, in OKC. Okay. Empire. Empire. And then we went I think to it's a, called Empire Slice House or something. And like then that. we went to a comedy show, bro. 
Yeah. And what that comedy show made me realize is that we all have different standards. Yeah. And things that we want to laugh at and we don't want to laugh at. I laugh at anything. Yeah, me too. I was laughing my ass off. <clears throat> so, with that being said, there's these two comedians, right? And the first two guys. Like local guys? or uh, Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. One of them lives in New York. Well, the first two, the two of them. Well, hold on. Let me back that up. They live in New York, I think. And okay. one, one lives in New York. The other one. The one that lives in New York moved to Oklahoma. So he's local now. And then the other one. Uh, I think he lives in California. He's supposed to be famous. I don't really remember their names. To be honest. I was just laughing. Mm. But uh, they were fucking hilarious, bro. They were like talking about like raises and like you know, pretty yeah. much funny shit. And then uh, the headliner was a woman. Okay. And we were making the joke that uh, this, this shit ain't gonna be funny. Was and, this the? Is she a famous person? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's famous. She lives in New York. And what it made me realize is like whenever the first two guys came out. There were some people laughing. There were some other people not laughing. So that is always that, uh, that, uh, where you put like your boundaries, let's say, right? Yeah. But the funny part was like, the second guy was like, well, guys, I just have the balls to say this on stage. Cause all the things that I just said, you think about them and you say them at home. I just have the balls to say it in front of people. Yeah. So don't. That's why Eminem was so big. Yeah. So don't pretend. Yeah, and when the uh, the girl came out, I guess it's like her persona, like the uh, the character, because she came out like super peachy and shit. So I was like, at first I was like, ah, shit, this ain't gonna be funny. It's gonna be like, I don't know. But then she started making jokes, and I just realized that it was her character, like it was she sells. And the first joke that she made was like, you know what, guys, I'm, I want to be rich. I want to be wealthy. But I want to draw the line before it's okay to fuck kids. <laughs> right? Okay. I was laughing my ass off. All the people around, there were some people laughing. There were other people that were like, yeah. What? Comedy is one of those weird things where you have really, really individual tastes. Mm-hmm. I pretty much like everybody. There's some people that I don't find funny. And it's not because they're too inappropriate or whatever. It's just because like. I don't really like maybe relate to what they're talking about or something like that. Which I get it. But the thing is like I mean I realize made me realize how hypocrites we yeah. can be. Cuz there's some shit that we said at home. But when somebody said it on stage and there's yeah. people around them they're like, like oh. <gasps> how dare they say that in public? Why? Oh my god. Well when she said that I was laughing my ass off because like it's what is happening, dude. Right. We just have a conspiracy. Well, I mean, it's not a conspiracy no more. Like, there's people going to jail, right? Because of the Epstein stuff, and we have we know all these rich people, fucking kids, but nobody's saying nothing. Mm-hmm. And when she said that, I was like, "Whoa, this is gonna be funny." Right. So she started saying more and more fucked up shit, more and more and more. Now fucked I want to know who it is. I'll find her for you. I don't remember her name. Like I said, I didn't really put attention on the name. I was just laughing, but it was funny. There was some shit that I was kind of like, eh, it's funny, but I just don't, because it was kind of like religious stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like it's funny, but at the same time it's just like, eh, you know, it touches. Right. So that's what I said. Like everybody has their own. Yeah. You know. I don't have anything like that. 
Well, the thing is, like, it's not that it made me stop laughing. I laughed. Yeah. Because it was funny. I mean, there's some but stuff. But at the same that, time that I realized, it's like, okay, like, you know what? Like, again, that's what I draw my line to. Right. Like, I don't I don't have any lines when it comes to comedy. I like everything. No, oh, me too. No fucking holds bar. Yeah. But sometimes, like I said, like, if I don't resonate with something, like, somebody could make, like, a feminist joke, and I'll still laugh my fucking ass off. Even if I don't believe it, I'll still laugh my ass off because I appreciate the way that they came up with the joke, you know what I mean? Well, and this is like, and this like, is, this is, uh, let, me, uh, let me tell you the joke that I'm, cause I, I need to like tell the joke that she made that okay. make me kind of like, okay, it's funny, but it's not how it happens. Right. Okay. <laughs> so the joke that she makes is like, why can we kill our own kids? Like abortion. Right. And she was like, if God killed Jesus, like, why am I not allowed to kill my kids? Right. And everybody was just like, whoa. So I was like, whoa, that's fucked up. That's my kind of bitch. But the or thing she, is. Where, I but don't even know who this is now. I, I will tell you. <laughs> I will tell you. I don't remember her name. But what I will tell you is like, okay, the way she said it is not how it happened. Right. So that's when people get confused and these crazy ideas start to happen because mm-hmm. of misinformation. Okay. I'm so tired of fucking misinformation. So sure. whatever she said, it was funny, but it wasn't how it happened. Right. But there are some people that are going to take that at heart. No, I don't now, think so. Oh, dude. Oh, come on. Let's not kid ourselves. Come on. We live in a fucking stupid society. Okay? They try to believe everything that they tell them. I like to pretend everybody's as smart as I am. No. They're fucking dumbasses out there. And I'm not saying that I'm intelligent. I'm not saying that I'm, like, the smartest guy. But at least I like to do my research and shit. And well, I don't follow trendy shit. When a comedian's telling me something, I don't fucking just... Oh, that's facts, bro. Yeah, but you are. But joke. you understand, like you. That's the difference between you and other people. Is that they take it? They take it real. exactly. So that's the difference. I guess. And that's what the problem. Okay. Yeah. That's the problem with today's society, and that's the problem with men. That we're just taking shit, and we're not really taking the good shit. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like the whole Joe Rogan thing going on right now. Oh, everybody, Everybody's trying to blame him for, quote-unquote, misinformation and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I, I wasn't giving advice. I was giving my opinion. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, that's not advice. Exactly. Listen to my my guests, not me. Like, I'm just providing commentary and discussion. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that you have to listen to me. But do you see how people take that to heart? Uh, Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm but I don't not, think it's... But, like, at the same time, like, I don't think it's his fault. No, I'm not saying it's his fault. And I'm not saying it's the comedian's fault. Like, for that joke. I'm not saying that it is. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is we have a trend of misinformed people and people that just want to listen to shit and use that shit for their own benefit. Right. Without having the basis or things to, like, let's say the facts or the truth. Okay. And they just go with those things, and then they they create this idea and these beliefs that are just fucking crazy. Okay, so it's like, I get the joke, I get that it's funny, but I understand that it's not how it happened. But I still laugh. Like I said, I have no beef with her for what she said. I'm not gonna yeah. be like, oh, she's a bitch for now. No, it was a good joke. I definitely see how she set the joke up, though. Yeah, no, dude, like, I wish. I mean, were. obviously, there was more than just yeah. That there- it was. Sacrifice for a reason. And dude, like the like the like the funniest part was this, like, and it made me realize, like, this whole week, 
and last week since we were talking about high value men, I give the idea of high value men and and like so I found out that you know who's the biggest oppressor of women? Other women. Yeah. They no, are I would they, are, they agree. are they are their own worst fucking enemy. Okay. And to prove that, I'm gonna use the same comedian. Okay. She's making jokes, she's doing this, she's doing that, and all of a sudden you hear the Karen's. Oh my god, you could how would you say that? And she, <laughs> she was like, It's a joke. I was like, and then she was like, damn, there's a lot of white women in here. A woman said that. Yeah. Because <laughs> those women couldn't take a joke. Yeah. And what I found out funny with that being said is that feminism is the biggest oppressor of women. Because if you don't have the same beliefs as another women, they're going to oppress you because you don't have the same beliefs. 100%. I mean, I think it's the same for every group. Yeah. I don't think there's any group that doesn't do that, but. Yeah. But that was like eye opening. We have a women comedian doing her shit and we have women making like some bad fucking jokes. Yeah. And then we have women trying to the women who are trying to bring her down because yeah. they don't think it's funny. Instead of empowering or like, you know, yeah. their bullshit, they're trying to bring her down. Right. And I partially blame social media for that. Oh, dude, a lot. And the the reason I say that is because like when you're behind the keyboard, you'll say whatever the fuck you want. You know what I mean? Like like Mike Tyson said, man, like everybody forgets what it's like to get punched in the fucking mouth. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So whenever someone posts something that you disagree with, instead of scrolling like a normal fucking person would, if you were out in public and somebody said something you didn't like, you, like that wasn't a big deal. You mm-hmm. know, if they were just like, fuck, I can't believe I did that. And in your head, you were like, what an idiot. Most of the time, you don't say that shit out loud, right? You just keep walking. But on social media, you're like, wow, what a fucking moron. Could you be any more stupid? Like, you just bring in all this fucking negative energy and it makes the situation worse. <laughs> Have you seen and the And it's baby? like, it's the same, like in real life and on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, keep going. Who the fuck cares? Keep going. She's so stupid. It's really stupid. Like, everybody's confrontational behind a keyboard until they get in person. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they're just fucking pussies about it. And the biggest thing that is something that I realized too is like, I don't know when it became bad to say the truth. I don't know when it became bad to show facts. Maybe being whenever an be- asshole. Maybe whenever it became okay to not tell the truth. On, exactly on the news. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Which have you seen that video where there's a preacher guy on the neighborhood? Okay, so this is, and I, the only reason I don't know this video is because they make a remix with a with a lady that is screaming, and uh, so they mix which one the uh, Treve te te te. Hopefully, we don't get copyrighted for that. But it's like she's like, "This is a neighborhood, and you're not welcome." And then the what? guy, and then the guy's like, "Well, listen, I'm trying to," and she's like, ah! she starts like yelling. So they remix that <laughs> yell with the music because it kind of like uh, goes yeah. together. But it was funny because she was like, so mad, so mad. This is a neighborhood and you're not welcome. And if you, I'm going to start screaming. And like, it made me realize that these people think they're so hard and they get offended so fucking easy. They're so childish. Uh, yeah. Like, dude. Like, did people- No, no, but let me, let me, let me, let me, let me finish when, when I'm going with this. Okay. They 
talk so much shit about masculinity and masculine men, strong men, good men. They talk so much shit about us. But what's going to happen when they don't have those strong men to protect them from the tyrants? You think doing the, you're in the neighborhood and you're not welcome. Ah! You think that's going to save you? You scream in someone's face and you're just like, oh, I forgot you were going to shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I forgot you don't care about my feelings. I forgot yeah. that you're a fucking tyrant. I forgot that you're going to shoot me in the face. Like, fucking... How fucking stupid can you be? Militia shows up to your door. They don't give a fuck about they you don't care. screaming, dog. No, they don't care about your They're nouns. Silence that shit they don't quick. care about your pronouns. They don't no. care about your feelings. They don't care if you're gay, trans, whatever and the fuck you identify yourself to as. to, like, make a, like a, a, a different point there, mm-hmm. like, these people who are so against masculinity, what do you think they try to do? I mean, for real, like... Let's just say you're like this, like extremely, what would it be, left feminist? Mm-hmm. I guess, like you live at home, you have like your your partner, and you're like, I need to do some handiwork. Oh, look at me, you know, I'm mm-hmm. you know I'm doing the man's work. Awesome. And you fuck it up, and you got to call somebody to come do it. Yeah, who comes there? Yeah, it ain't a fucking woman. Yeah, no. And I'm not saying that because no woman can do that. They're no good at it. It's just like. They're just not good at it. I'm sorry, dude. Like, yeah. They're, they're like, we're good at fixing shit. We're built different. When are they going to say that we're built just, different, dude? And I don't mean that as like a bad thing. No, it's you not a bad mean? thing. We're just built like, different. There's things that they do that we you cannot do. You should be do. able to appreciate the fact that we're different. Dude, What? Which, why is it going to be okay for them to say that they actually bring life to the world? And that's like the greatest gift. Right. That's something we can't do. No. You know, not at all. I can like bring a- men. Men could survive technically, mm-hmm. but by ourselves, men could not survive because no. we can't reproduce. Exactly. So same wh- with women. So- women can't reproduce by themselves, and they definitely won't stand up against a fucking army. Nope. So guess what? That you need. We man. fucking need each other. Yeah. Nope. Like, and and you saw what I posted on Instagram. Yeah. So my my question. Did you get a lot of hate in your inbox? No, dude. They don't you fucking didn't? no. You've, they don't say shit because like they don't. You've kind of. They don't have nothing to say. That crowd's gone away. No, they're still there. Yeah, they're just watching. They're just watching. Something. And that's I was what surprised I, I didn't see anything on your Facebook comments. Dude, like they, 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 this is the thing, and this is what I love. The thing is, like, they don't have nothing to say. Yeah. And I'm all. I, I will say this: if you have the facts to prove me wrong, please do so. Because I'm here to learn. I'm not saying that I'm right 100%, mm-hmm. but I'm here to learn. So if you can prove me wrong, please do so. Right. Okay? Please do so. But until then, because I heard like, so I saw that picture there and I was like, oh, so it's still or fall that the patriarchy is here. But uh, so you're oppressed. There's a, there's a oppressive patriarchy, right? But how is it that women can make money super easy on Instagram by showing booty pics. Or you're oppressed. Yeah. But you can make millions out of that shit. Dude, like I said on my, on my Instagram post, we all just make up fucking problems. Yeah. How oppressed are women are that they can just sell their fucking bodies? Dude, women in this country have more rights 
than in like any other fucking country. They're fucking entitled. What is it? A car. That's a car? Yeah. You better stop that shit. That's a real fucking car out there? It sounds like a fucking chainsaw. I think we're going to have to stop recording until they fucking stop. What's he doing? Dude, that's a car. He's over here. He's got to be over here. Right? Yeah, he's one of my neighbors. He races. She drives races. Dude, that's incredible. Yeah. That's the loudest fucking car I've ever heard. He drives races. He's like, he's super cool. That's funny. Yeah. I I didn't know what that was. It, does, it didn't sound like a car. Until he started revving it. Yeah. He's probably trying to keep it from getting cold. Mm-hmm. Keep the fluids going. Yeah. I can't blame him. I mean, either, dude. Oh, all right. After all the fucking noise. <laughs> so, as I was saying. Yeah. How can you say that you're oppressed? And the, and, the, and the biggest thing, because it's like, oh, we have to sell our bodies so we can make. No, you, you, you sell your bodies because you want to. <laughs> Because that's easy money. That's your decision. That's your choice. Mm-hmm. And I go as far as saying, if we men don't have any saying when it comes to your bodies and abortion and all that shit, then if you show your butt and I get an erection, don't tell me how my body has to work. Because just like I cannot mansplain how your body needs to work, don't try to women'splain how my body needs to work. We're visual. And if I see titties, if I see ass... If I see a sexy girl, I'm a visual man. Every man is visual. That doesn't make us perverts. We're visual. That's nature. So if my nature is that if I see a sexy body, I'm going to get a boner. Yeah. Don't try to women's plane how my body's supposed to work. <laughs> yeah, my God, I can't believe you'd get a boner looking at my boobs. Well, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. I was going to say, ew. Yeah, oh, titties. Oh, no. Oh, Let gross. me look away. Disgusting. Yeah. Well, the real purpose is when you try to get in there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's a line there. But you see the hypocrisy? Yeah. You see where there is... Bro, there's this girl that works out at the gym, and she wears a bra. Not a training bra. Not a workout her. top. Mm-hmm. She wears a fucking bra. And she, and has, she has... And she has jugs. She has big old fake titties on her. Yeah. She wears a bra. And she's one of those people that, like, dances around, like, hugs on her boyfriend, and, like, makes out with her boyfriend in the middle of the gym, and, like, dances on him and stuff. And I'm like, this bitch loves attention, doesn't she? Like, there is something wrong here. <laughs> like, she's lost, like, 100 pounds. Yeah, I think her. This is my thing, dude. Like, if you need validation from other men when you're in a relationship, like, there's something wrong with you. Because you shouldn't need validation from other men when you're in that relationship. Like, day one. And, like, that makes it so much more unattractive to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's a difference between, like, the girl that I see every morning that wears, like, a training bra, like, halfway through her workout. And, like, you can tell she's just, like, fucking getting it. Mm -hmm. And she's not talking to people. She's not, like, hanging out near people or, like, bending over in front of people or, like, dancing around and fucking touching people and shit. She's, like, over in the corner, like, doing her own shit Mm -hmm. versus, like, a girl like that Mm -hmm. who, like, fucking dances on her boyfriend and, like, is singing in the middle of, like, fucking 5 o'clock or 5 a.m. traffic and, like, 
like what the fuck like there's two different kinds of people oh here. yeah you know what i mean it's like shit <laughs> so yeah dude it's, it's ridiculous and they're it's always ridiculous. the ones who are like you shouldn't be staring at me like you're literally like they're out there like you're they literally like you're like begging for me to fucking yeah. stare by like dancing in the middle of the dumbbell mm-hmm. section and fucking wearing a bra like a normal fucking bra that's what gets me. I'm like, there is, there you're is. wearing a normal bra. Like, nothing to conceal yourself. Like, you bend over, they're pretty much hanging out. There's a reason why we men make the joke that, oh, look at my new shoes. And there's a girl bending over, <laughs> mm-hmm. showing her ass. Exactly. Oh, we have this trend where it's like, oh, show your show your pretty hair. Yeah. And what are they doing? They're behind, like, they're wearing booty shorts yeah. where you can see the ass chicks. And they're trying to show their hair, but they have to show their butt. Dude, I, I mean, like, this... how much validation do you need? No, I agree. How much oppressed are you uh, are that you have to do that shit? Um, me and Caitlin first got together. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I was in the locker room at Obtain or at the, in the bathroom at Obtain, and I was getting dressed before work. <laughs> and I and I put my Apple Watch on, and I was like, eh, "Look at the time!" And I had a big old stiff dick. <laughs> I was like, oh, look at the time. I'm almost late. <laughs> Same thing, you know. I got validation, by the way. That's good. I'm glad. There was a lot of it. <clears throat> but you know what I mean? No, I get it. So that's the reason I'm trying to teach men to be masculine again and don't put up with this bullshit. Because you don't have to. We don't have to. Right. And with that being said, it's like whatever women want to do, let them do whatever they want to do. Yep. And just as they have the right to do whatever they want to do, you have the right to do what you want to do. They don't have any saying on your life. Yep. All these feminists, all these crazy people, they don't have a saying on your life. Man, I had a conversation with somebody. Well, it wasn't really a conversation. It was just me kind of blowing them out of the water. Um, someone posted on facebook and the i i made like a masculinity comment or something like that i don't even remember what it was and someone liked it and like it was a girl that liked it and i was like oh that's weird you know it's not very normal for that to happen so like i looked at her page or whatever and it was like um it said turf on it and it's like it's like a fit of feminist that excludes transgenders and i said it out loud and someone was like so feminist who's not actually a feminist and i'm like how so (laughs) because i mean they're you know this is a man trying to be a woman better than you are let's make that clear a trans woman is not a woman no she doesn't have a vagina. She doesn't and have that not, I'm not saying this because I hate trans people. I'm not saying because I hate them. I I'm just have, saying because it's like... I don't have a problem with trans people. You can do whatever you want with your body, but you're not yeah. a woman. But it's like... When you have men transitioning to females, going into sports, taking titles from women who actually deserve it, like, that's not empowering women. That's fucking destroying... Destroying women. That's fucked up. And the thing is, like, again, they think that we are the ones oppressing them. 
they are the ones oppressing themselves. Now they're letting now they're letting men that are confused about their gender mm-hmm. to be better than them. So, with that being said, let's become high value men, dude. And and the high value man is uh, I don't we haven't done a podcast over this. I don't even know what a high value just kidding. We've done like we two have, or three. Yeah, we have done a lot of podcasts to talk about high value man. <laughs> so if you don't know what a high value man is it's time for you to look through our categories. Okay. Yes. Look back at our episodes. We have I'm not going to tell you what episodes they are because we've only got like 20. So do the math. 20, bro. We got like 21 or I think this is 21 or something It is 21, like that. yeah. Yeah, man. High value men. So what's a high value man, dude? A high value man. To me. Is a man with purpose. Who is always working on himself to be better. He has good standards. And also teaches those standards. Mm-hmm. Yes, Masa. <laughs> so yeah, we can define a high value man in different ways. Yeah. Okay. There's different. Uh, uh, there's different ways to. Uh, uh, describe. Describe a high value man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know on social media and basically with everything going on, uh, high value man will be someone with money, someone wealthy. But that's not the true definition of high value. I personally believe that high value men have morals, have standards, and they hold themselves up to the standards and those morals. Not everybody can be a millionaire, not everybody can be wealthy. But if you're able to provide for your family, for the people around you, to protect them and do all those things, good things that we do, I believe you're a high-value man. Okay. Now, if you have access to become wealthy and stuff, that makes you more high-value because now you're wealthy. Okay. But money doesn't really, to me, doesn't really define your value. It's more of who you are as a man. Yeah. And as long as you have ambition, as long as you have a purpose and you're living on your purpose, what else do you need? Because this is like the phrase that they say, like, uh, someone that is poor or don't have a lot, sometimes is happier than someone that has a lot. Yep. I was just watching uh, Tyson Fury talk about that yesterday. One of his interviews he did a while back, he was talking about how he knew millionaires and billionaires that weren't happy because, you know, they could find $100,000 and then they would just want to know where the next one is. Exactly. Never... Never happy with what they have. And the thing is, like, another thing that they say is, like, the more you have or the more money you make, the more money you spend. So the harder you have to work to keep up with your spending habits, let's say. So. Cocaine ain't cheap, baby. No, it's not. (laughs) That's why your wallet's empty. (laughs) How do you know? Are you checking my bank account or something? It's like a stacks, bro. While you were gone, I looked. My wallet is in my pocket. It's because I put it back. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I was taking a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, bro. Yeah, I know. You're the invisible man and shit. Yeah. I'm sly. Cooper. Baby. <laughs> All right, Sean. So... <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, what else do you have? Bro, 
So I've got my notes mm-hmm. from when we did our high value man thing, right? I just got like this little piece of paper, you know. And um, so some characteristics, right? If you haven't watched the episode, listen to the episode, whatever. Go listen, man. Go listen. It's Check more, it's more in depth, man. Go listen, man. Let's go, my bro. All right. High value man's characteristics, okay? He commits and follows through. He learns. You know, you always need to learn. Hygiene is on point. He's got a positive mindset. He's grateful for the things he has. He's clear on his intentions, which is something that we speak on every fucking episode. Mm -hmm. He's understanding of situations, and he is relentless in his pursuit of his uh, ambitions. Mm -hmm. Okay. And some benefits of being a high-value man. Okay. Effectively communicating your thoughts and intentions. Moving forward with hard work and spending less time wasting your time away. Relating to others in a healthier way, which then helps have healthier relationships. Mm-hmm. So so we want to have a discussion about those uh, characteristics and traits of high-value men. How will you start that conversation? Or how will you tell young men... Why it's important for them to start working on the skills, abilities, and for start harnessing those characteristics and traits. Why is it important to become a high-value man in today's society? Well, I think most people will look at things and say, wow, we... I mean, there's, there's literally like a whole generation of people now that actually believe that we live in a shitty world. Mm-hmm. And the reason that is, is because they weren't raised with hope, mm-hmm. right? They weren't instilled how to fight that, right? So the skills of being a high-value man or a high-value woman, we are creating a better life for everybody, not just ourselves, for everybody. I mean, how many, what do they say? It always starts with one person, right? Mm-hmm. And then that person shows a person. There's two people. That shows another person. It's a chain reaction. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you have these qualities of being assertive, being honest, having high self-esteem, being emotionally intelligent and in tune with your emotions so you don't react like a fucking asshole every turn, and you have empathy and want to help people out who need the help, and you want to do good things and not just say, oh, it's a shitty world. I'm going to stay to myself you start changing lives. Mm -hmm. And then later after you've, you know, encountered some people, I mean, let's just say you saw a homeless guy, you bought him lunch, you talked to him for a few minutes. That guy really appreciated it. Right. Maybe that inspired him to do something better. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just like one of a million things that could change somebody. But let's just say that you do something like that. And then that person goes on to do something for somebody else. And then all of a sudden you've got this chain reaction going and you've got more people trying to not only make others feel better, but then they figure out that it also makes them feel better as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, raising your self-esteem also has to do with raising other people's self-esteem, right? I mean, you think about it when someone gives you a compliment 
you feel pretty good about yourself, mm-hmm. right? Even if you decide not to take the compliment, you still leave the conversation. Just a little bit, yeah. And it does a little bit. And whenever you give someone else a compliment, it makes you feel good also. Mm-hmm. I mean, how could it not? You know what I mean? Like your positivity just rubs off on people. You're hot, Sean. You're fucking hot, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> now it's true, dude. Uh, continue. And just like positivity rubs off on people, so does negativity. Mm-hmm. And I'm so tired of that shit, man. Calling people out, baby. You know what I mean? Like, if I see you on Instagram posting every single day, oh, I can't wait till I get off work. Oh, I don't want to go in today. Oh, I don't want to wake up. Oh, I don't want to fucking be here. Shut the fuck up. You know how many people don't have jobs? You know how many people sleep on the fucking streets in our country? You know how many people eat out of trash cans? You know how many people have, like, actual, like, real-life fucking problems? Mm-hmm. You have a job. You live in a fucking house or apartment. You've got a car. You've got a fucking bus ride. Bro, there are fucking countries that would kill to even know that things like that exist. Mm-hmm. Bro, just like I told you, on, I think it was on the last podcast, there's some place in Africa that they eat clay cookies. So they can have their stomach full. And doesn't that just sound like one of those, like, old fucking tales, like, that people would, like, make up in, like, the 80s? They're like, oh, my God, did you hear about those people? Mm -hmm. No, it happens. It's Like, it's that crazy. Yeah, it happens. It's true. To think that we have legitimate fucking five-inch computers in our pocket Mm -hmm. that can literally make fucking international bank transfers Mm -hmm. and call people in different countries Mm -hmm. and all of this crazy shit, yet you got people that... Are fucking in Ethiopia and shit that are, they literally don't even have water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How is that even a fucking thing? But you're oppressing this country. Right. Right. So I think the importance of becoming a high value man is to become a role model to other men. Right. The problem that we have going on right now is that we have so many fatherless kids growing up. Yeah. And we're going to blame women as we're going to blame men because they both have to have, be held accountable. Okay. When there is no father figure figure on the family structure, there is no, there is no, uh, what is it called? Because we as, we as dads or we as men, we bring more of a, a structure when it comes to responsibility, respect, honor, right. all those things. Right, that you need to respect other people. You need to do these things. There's like masculine traits to be able to control the world and move the world and lead the world, and we have those traits as men. And it's not that women don't can teach uh, standards or values to kids, okay? But like if you do, and I saw this yesterday. If there's a studies where basically now that we have is like I think like eighty percent or no, well. It's like 80% of divorces are started by women. And I think it was like 50-something percent or 60-something, like between 40 to 60% of single moms raising kids. So if there is toxic masculinity, who's teaching that that toxic masculinity to these kids? It's true. Court, whenever you go to court, Women always get the custody of the kids. Mm -hmm. So the kids are 100% with women. So who's teaching those kids to be toxic masculine? 
So when they don't have a father figure, when they don't have a role model, when they don't have the structure to follow that responsibility that, like we saw last time, honor. Honor is a masculine trait. I honor your word. You're going to honor my word. We're going to honor each other. That's just something that we have. Right. If I gave you my word, it's because my word has value. So, again, I'm not bashing women on this. It's on both sides. Because we have a lot of men that are just going, fucking around, having kids, and not taking care of those kids, too. So, we need to get rid of those guys. And I'm not saying kill them. But we need to stop these fucking fake alphas from doing that shit. Mm -hmm. And the only way to fix this is to become better men ourselves. And all the information that we preach and that we learn, teach it to other young boys. Instead of being worried about like if they feel like they're gay or whatever it is, no, like teach them how to be men. Because that's what's going to fix the world. It's our responsibility. Men lead. Men protect. Men provide. Is our responsibility. We are built to manage and basically uh, we are built to mold the world around us. However the fuck we want. If we want to move a tree, we want to move rocks, if we want to move boulders, if we, we do it. That's what we are built for. So it's our responsibility to harness those things within ourselves so we can become better men. And become role models. And the more role models that we have, the less stupidity we're going to have. Because corruption, dishonesty, all those things come when there is no structure or no values or no standards. So you have to hold yourself through standards so you can have a good life. But now we have this I don't know how to call it, but it's like we have this mentality that I'm free. I'm entitled. I'm entitled to my feelings. I'm entitled to this. I'm entitled to that. Like, no, you're not. You're entitled to shit. Like the world doesn't owe you nothing. All right. Like you're entitled to feel those things. Yeah, that's but fine. You're you're not owed anything in return for that. Mm -hmm. Like we don't have to accept you if we don't want to accept you no, we, don't we don't have to respect you if we don't think that you deserve respect we don't, you know what i mean like mm -hmm. you can feel however you want but it's not my job to fucking heed to that yeah and the more you learn these things the more you become a high value man yourself the less you put up with bullshit and the more you call out that bullshit too right because once you hold yourself to standards and morals, when someone try to like, the, let's say like the war against masculinity. So when someone tries to say that masculinity is bad, you're going to stand up and say, no, it's not. And you're going to challenge those beliefs. Right. You're not going to be afraid because you don't have to be afraid to prove something that is right. And I went, and again, since when it became bad, to say the truth. Right. If it hurts, it hurts. And if it hurt you, there's something you have to change. It's not my responsibility to modify the world so your feelings don't get hurt by the truth. 
It's your responsibility to accept the truth and change. Right. But we have to stand up for ourselves. We have to stand up for other men. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I'm happy about, dude, is like there is more men standing up for themselves. Yep. Masculinity is waking up again. And we don't have to take shit from nobody. Because, again, we are the leaders. We are the protectors. We are the providers. And if they want to come up with crazy ideas that masculinity is toxic, masculinity is this, masculinity is that, like, okay, prove it. How is it bad? Show me how is it bad. You're so aggressive. How? You're so aggressive. How? Because I didn't... No, masculinity. It's just so aggressive. We don't need that aggressiveness in the modern world. Oh, we don't. So who's going to protect you from the tyrants? What tyrants? It's not the Middle Ages. Okay, so... And I don't want to put... No, I'm not going to say any countries. Well, when there is countries out there trying to conquer the world, and they really don't care about your feelings and, we, and whatever your beliefs are, and they come to this country, and you don't have no strong men to protect you, you don't have aggressive men to protect you, then what are you going to do? How are you going to defend yourself? I'm going to scream at them. Oh, you're going to tell them that you're not welcome to the neighborhood? And you, <laughs> and you think they're going to respect you? you they think better. Oh, okay. They better. Okay. Okay. I want to see that. <laughs> I really want to see that. There's really not a good way to be the, the devil's advocate here. No, bro. <laughs> There's no. 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 Just at all. All I'm saying is, if something like that happens, the first ones to go is going to be all these people. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And again, I don't have... If I'm toxic because I'm masculine, if I'm toxic because I try to be a man, then I'm not going to defend you. I'm going to let them kill you. Damn. Why will I defend someone that is against me? Being on my nature. I would save anybody. I'm not saying I wouldn't, but what I'm trying to say is be as realistic as I can and be like, if you're against me, why would I save you from these guys? Save yourself. I don't owe you shit. Yeah. You're talking shit about me. You're talking shit about my masculinity. How? Like, all this, like why? So, again... Guys, you need to work on your masculinity. You need to learn more about what masculinity is. And we have different podcasts about this. We have a lot of podcasts talking about how to become a more masculine man. Yep. We have talked about characteristics. We have talked about like uh, the lover, the king, the warrior, the magician, all the archetypes that you can follow. Learn the archetypes. It's your responsibility to become a high-value man. It's your responsibility to be that, that man that you're supposed to be. And there is a lot of information out there. And the steps to become a high-value man, well, they're simple. Get your shit together. If you're fat and you don't want to be fat, go to the gym. Start working out. And you don't have to do any crazy exercises. You can just start walking out outside. 
That's what I tell people to start with. Yeah. Go for a run. Go start your car in Revit. That's masculine. <laughs> That's big pee-pee energy. That's big pee-pee energy. By the way, whenever you said, on the last podcast, whenever you said, you said something about small, you made a joke about like small pee-pee energy and shit like that. My friend was like, dude, I started busting the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> small pee-pee energy. Yeah. One of my friends, um, his little brother that grew up with me, I, I probably haven't seen him in like 10 years, man. Well, maybe not quite 10 years, probably like eight or so. And he's like in high school now, you know, like I haven't really talked to him. And he added me on uh, Instagram and Snapchat the other day. And he reposted our podcast and yeah, I saw that. was telling me about it. He's like, man, there's some good stuff right here. And um, He's like, I also thought it was really, your your friend is also really funny whenever he talks about small PP energy and stuff like that. <laughs> he said, that shit just fucking cracked me up. Hey, shout out to your friend. And this is a small PP podcast. <laughs> <laughs> get a kick out of that <laughs> <laughs> but I show him like so uh, yeah I mean like you have the responsibility and there's like small steps that you can take right so right. if you want to fix your money work on saving money uh, learn about investment like there's things that you right can now, do man. that's where I'm at right now yeah fix your credit you know if you want to have a better daily not dating life and stuff like that, learn how to date. Learn the game. You know? Learn the basics. Like, there's a lot of information out there that you can learn. Yep. But it's your responsibility to take this step and learn those things. Yep. So what, the, what else do you have, Sean? Man. <laughs> Three old not Damn, do you have a lot of notes. Big as book, bro. Ah, here they are. There. <laughs> There's just so many of them. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> whenever we talked about our high value man podcast, you know, one of the it, it was probably what within the first ten podcasts, mm-hmm. maybe the first seven or so. Um. We were talking about how well how do you you know start to become a high value man right mm-hmm. and um, what the fuck is that I'm sorry so <laughs> so first off we're not dumb nope right we know what our flaws are mm-hmm. we know if we have a temper problem we know if we're not emotionally open with people we know when things get uncomfortable right we're we're not dumb we know these things sometimes it takes a little bit of talking but we know these things Mm -hmm. so when it when it comes to becoming a high value man the flaws that you find 
when doing your like internal research, right? Those are the, those are the things that you really need to work on, right? So for me, it's like anger management. I'm a fucking dick bag. Okay. I got anger problems. <laughs> Wife will tell you right now. Any, if something gives me trouble longer than two or three minutes, I'm breaking it. Yeah. That's just who I am as a person. Okay. I don't have the patience for that shit. I'm like, I bought you. You either work or you don't. <laughs> and if you don't work, I'm going to make sure you never work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I remember whenever I was probably, dude, I was probably like five or six. Right. My mom got me a brand new fucking Game Boy. One of those flip ones. Whichever one that was, it was like the first one with the backing light. Oh, know? shit. It's like a, yeah. it's just like a little square and it flips up, you know? And I remember I was playing Mario and I love Mario. Yeah. That shit pisses me off. <laughs> I would fucking get stuck at this level. Couldn't even tell you what level it is now. I'd get stuck. I'd die. I'd die. I'd die. I'd die. And I probably did that for three days. Sucks to suck. I probably did that for three fucking days, man. I restarted this game and restarted this game and restarted this game. I broke that bitch in half. (laughs) I said, fuck this shit. (laughs) I broke that bitch in half and left it at the babysitter's house. She said, where's your Nintendo? I don't fucking know. You broke the babysitter I broke that bitch in half and left it at the babysitter's house. I've always had an anger problem. (laughs) Okay. Now I get it. Yeah, you should. But. Having a kid, <laughs> you got to work on that anger problem. So while I still have an anger problem, it's not as bad, okay? Because you do learn a little bit of patience when you have a kid, at least um, a little bit. Dude, we, continue. Five percent is progress, okay? <laughs> Even one percent, dude. Yeah. I mean, you say that I'm proud of you before you break me. <laughs> <laughs> Heard that before. So, whoa. So after you work to improve your your internal flaws, okay? We're not talking about physical flaws. We're not talking about being fat. We're not talking about fucking having stupid haircuts like me, you know, thinning hair, shit like that. We're talking about those internals. Or flawless hair okay. like me, dude. Fuck your hair. <laughs> so up next, what really helps with figuring out what you want in your life, okay, what your goals are, you got to have a personal discussion. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be with anybody else if you don't want it to be. Nope. Sometimes it's as little as taking a piece of paper and just writing. Just letting whatever it is come out, right? And then you got to figure out what kind of life you want. We'll just say five years from now. And then ten years from now. And if you want to you know, foreshadow further, you can. Like, what's your end goal? You know, like, like, what is your dream fucking life? You know what I mean? Like me, I want like a fucking hundred acre compound. You know what I'm talking about? I want fucking horses and cows, and chickens. I want my own fucking gym on that compound with my own studio. I want fucking, <laughs> I, I want. <clears throat> Start Dog Dynasty over here. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have my fucking house. I want to have a house for you and your family. I want to have a house for James and his family. I want us to be completely ready whenever something goes to shit. I'm down, bro. I want us to have a fucking well. I want us to have all that shit. A lot of ammo and guns. I'm not a big doomsday guy, but I mean, you know. You got to be ready. You always got to be ready. And I love being out in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's awesome. 
And if you got everything you need there, you got everything you need there. We need to get a lot of guns and ammo. A lot of guns and ammo. There's a lot of lifters out there. Hey, do you uh <laughs> do you register your gun? Never mind. So <laughs> what is that? <laughs> uh anyway. I'm not so, even registering myself. <laughs> I'm dude, I'm white. They're pretty much not letting us register guns anymore because we're the ones who shoot places up. Yeah. I mean you have that right, sir. It checks out. Yeah. So anyway. Remember you talk about your uh, <laughs> rage problems? <laughs> no wonder. You stop it. <laughs> it's instilled in my blood. I'm glad you're not in school no more. <laughs> That's fucked up. Okay. So after you have that personal discussion, write down your goals, write down your end game, you know, everything. Like You got to figure out if what you're doing right now is going towards that goal or not. Is that job that you're working where you're making $9 an hour and you don't have a savings account and you don't have any you don't have any investments in anything? I mean, I'm not even talking like stocks or anything like that. I'm talking about do you own your car? Do you have a house to live in, not an apartment? Like do you own where you live? Do you rent where you live? Like are all of these things conducive to the goals of your end game? And before you continue, there is no shame from starting from zero. No, and that's what there I'm saying. There is no shame. So and then, I know that's where you're going, but there is no shame from you guys to start from zero. So then you have to figure out, okay, my first goal is, let's just say I owe $4,000 on my car still. So my goal is every single paycheck, I'm going to put back 20 bucks to do whatever I want throughout the week. I can go towards anything. I'm going to put 20 bucks to gas. I'm going to pay off my bills, and if I've got $203 left over, that's going into my savings for paying my car off, right? Every single check, you do that, you do that, you do that, you do that. Something pops up, you have a savings account just in case, but you're trying not to dip into that because you have that goal of exactly. paying that off. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, you, you get $4,000. Easy, right? You've been saving 50 bucks. 20 bucks, 100 bucks if you can, like as little as whatever it may be. Like it doesn't matter if it's $5, $10, like it starts to add up. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. people always think like, oh, I've only got $20 left for my check. I, I could just use that instead of save it. I mean, I've been guilty of that shit a million times. You know what I mean? Bro, they're going to lie. You know what $20 gets you? It gets you a take of gas. Yeah. What if you run out of gas in the middle of the week because. Well, before Biden. Yeah. Well, it gets me, gets me a tank of gas, basically. 24 bucks. Well, you drive a bike? <laughs> I drive a small-ass car. <laughs> and, uh... Dude, which I'm, which I'm guilty of this. Now that I have money in my savings. Like, money is, like, burning in my hands. I want to spend it. Yeah. And I'm looking up, I'm looking up on shit, and I'm like, no, don't do it. Like, don't you don't do have it. to. Don't do it. Don't do it. But it's like it burns my hands. It's like I need to spend it. It's when like, no, you don't I have need, to. Whenever I feel like I need to spend money, I'll sell something and spend that money. There you go. That's Continue. What, that's what I like to do. So you do those things, or maybe you want to raise your credit. You get a credit card, and you treat that like a debit card. Instead of spending with your debit card, you spend it with your credit card and pay it off at the end of the month. Boom, your credit raises within a year, right? You could easily get 100 points in a year from that. It's so fucking easy. It's literally as easy as that. If you only want to do gas on it, and you already set aside $20 a week for gas, 
Use $20 a week on that credit card. At the end of the month, pay that off. Done. Boom. Points up. Points up. Points up. Points up. You're fucking there. Right? You pay off that car. You trade in that car. And you get another car within your means. And maybe your payment stays the same. Right? Because you traded that car in. You've got more money towards it. Boom. There's another goal. That's also going to raise your credit up. And you can still spend that amount of money because that's what you've been spending the whole time. So once you get a hold of your goals, mm-hmm. once you start taking those smaller steps, checking those boxes, I mean, this isn't one of those things that's going to take like one month, two months, three months. Like this is going to be like a couple years, uh-huh. right? The credit thing will start rolling pretty fast. You know, the eating better starts pretty quick. You know, like everything, like it's the ball starts to get rolling and it starts to become effect. a lot easier. Yeah. So after you're done with that, like the important part is to work on being more positive mm-hmm. in those situations, in like new situations. And then you have to work on finishing what you start, which is the hard part because it takes, you know, sometimes these transformations of any kind take years, you know? I mean, it's not often that you see somebody start on January 1st and they're done by January 1st. You know what I mean? It's, it's blood, sweat, and years. So you had this rant on Instagram, which <clears throat> I really liked, about motivation. Right. Yeah. And how motivation gets you. It's like the initial fire yeah. to get you like somewhere, right? But also, one thing that you have made clear is that consist- consistency is what gets you to your goal. Right. Right? The discipline. So what is that? Why is that? I mean, think about it like this. So let's say you do something three days a week at 100%. And then at the end of the week, that's 300%. Mm-hmm. Okay? But you've got four other days that you completely skipped out on. Right? Mm-hmm. So technically... You're down 100%, right? Because you only did 300%. You had 400% left. You're you're down 100% there. You're in the hole, Mm -hmm. right? But if you go six days a week at 70%, that's 420%. You've only left left another 70% on the table, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Consistency wins every time. Mm Mm-hmm. You make small changes over the course of a year, it makes a huge difference. And that's what they say where like hard work beats talent. Right. Because you can be talented or something, but I mean, someone that has more hunger than you. Right. Like you want to relate it to bodybuilding in, in my terms, like Flex Wheeler should have been Mr. Olympia, mm-hmm. but he, he fucked off. Yeah. He was one of the most genetic freaks of all fucking time. Mm-hmm. Could have beat Ronnie Coleman, did beat Ronnie Coleman in small shows. But he always fucked off. Mm-hmm. He never took it seriously. Talent? Nah. And I guess when you have the talent, you become cocky. Yeah. And when you become cocky, then you're like, oh, I, I got it. Right. I got it. So I don't have to. I got it. So, yeah, you have to be humble. So you have to be humble. So that consistency that. just, it just piles up. Mm-hmm. It just piles up. So now we talk about money, now we talk about consistency and how motivation is bullshit. 
Or you just basically get just started. I don't want to say it's bullshit, but it's just get just started. Well, the it's fact... To a point. It's, it's bullshit whenever you rely on it. Because mm-hmm. motivation isn't something you rely on. Like, you get motivated that one time by an idea, and then you get that goal in your head. But the important part of that, in order to stay consistent, is to realize why you want that goal. Because mm-hmm. if it's just something that sounds cool, you're probably not going to stick to it consistently. But if there's like an actual reason behind that goal, you're going to stick with it. So what you're saying is if I'm just doing something because it's trendy, I'm not going to get it. But if I'm doing something that means something that is important to me and that has value to me, right? then I want to make whatever it needs to be done to achieve that goal. Yep. Man, I saw a quote the other day. Don't remember who it was by. But it said something along the lines of, I've never met any successful person that didn't start by realizing they needed to get out of their own fucking way. Mm-hmm. I'm going with that because that's where I want to go now. So or, you talk about the flaws, yeah. right? And how your flaws are your strengths too. Because we all have flaws and we all have, have strengths. But sometimes when we're aware of our flaws, that makes us stronger because now we're aware of ourselves yep. and we know ourselves better. Right. So when it comes to, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm trying to give you, I want to, I want you to talk more, and ask you these questions because like, I know what I'm about to say, but I want people to understand the transformation that you have gone through. Okay, so whenever it comes to like uh, your flaws and let's say your mental, your mental traumas and things like that, how will you tell guys? young people, young men, to get over those mental traumas? So, for me, like I, a lot of my traumas were like, my dad was an alcoholic, didn't see him very often, wasn't a bad dad, but it was like I didn't spend enough time with him. My mom was always working. I didn't get enough time with her. I was always like the one that was a complete dick bag to my teachers and everything. Like I wanted attention in high school and everything. So I acted out a lot. And then, of course, I got a divorce, which I don't ever talk about. But <laughs> you, you're divorced? Yeah, you'd never know. Bro, did I tell you that I'm Mexican and English is my second language? <laughs> so like I have all of all of these things, but it's like... I also know what I, I, sorry, I don't want, I've come to know Mm -hmm. what I want out of my life. And I know that if I were to meet myself 10 years from now, it would be more, it would be less of a conversation about what does your past look like and more about what did you do to change it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because like your, your future trajectory it doesn't give a fuck about what you went through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're walking up a fucking mountain and there's a cliff. It doesn't fucking care that you had to climb over 12 rocks to get up there. There's a fucking hole there. You're going to fall in that bitch. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It doesn't give a fuck. Nope. It doesn't matter. Mm-mm. It only matters to you Mm-mm. because you're using it as an excuse to get in your way. Exactly. And that's a flaw. Mm-hmm. Albeit it's a viable flaw for some people who've been through a shit ton. 
not here to knock those people at all. No. Like you, you like if you've like been through some shit, you've been through some shit, and that's fine. Everybody goes through shit. But and this like, is not a at competition. Some point you have to decide yeah. if you want better or if you want to stay. Because the thing is, not a competition about who had it, who had the worst. No. Not a competition between me and Sean saying, no, dude, I had it worse because of this. Or, right. oh, no, you had it worse. No, like, we understand each other's traumas. And yeah. as men, we're trying to teach each other how to become men. Because right. there's traits in you that have robbed me and there's traits in me that have robbed you. So it's like having contact with other men, having contact yeah. with other masculine men, you're going to learn things. Right. And one thing that I would recommend young men, especially young men, is to start listening to the voices of experience. Right. Okay. Is to start listening to the voices that if the world is telling you that you're supposed to be more feminine or this or that, it's like, no, shut that up. And I'm not saying don't be in contact with your feminine side because you have to be in contact. Right. So you can deal with your emotions, feelings, and all those things, traumas. But if they're telling you that being masculine, being masculine is toxic, then... You don't have to hang out with those people. Hang out with people that are going to show you what masculinity does right. for the world. And being around men not only increases your testosterone because you're around men. You're competing. Competing. Na naturally competing. Natural competition. Yeah. Because it's not like I want to compete with you or anything like that. No, but just you being around up, each other is like, yeah, keeping up, you yeah. know? Like my, my, my friend, my best friend is doing great. I want to be on his level. Mm -hmm. So I have to do these things. And if I'm doing better than you... Then you're gonna be like Eddie, like what the fuck? Like, let's 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 push each other, mm -hmm. right? So, hanging out with other men that have purpose in life, that have goals, that have visions, that have motivation, it's always gonna make you a better man, right? So, as a young man, what I would recommend is like I'm not saying don't enjoy your life and go to parties and this and that, but the better decisions you start taking, the better, right? Because I wish I could change my life. If I knew now, if I knew then what I know now, mm -hmm. bro, my life would have been completely different. Right. I made a lot of fucking stupid decisions. But now that I know what I know, I'm going to take the rest of my life in a better way. Right. But if you have the opportunity, if, you're, if you have the opportunity right now to change your life, do something special with your life, do it. And again, you're going to go against uh, the tide. Because people are going to try to bring you down. Because people don't understand your dreams. They're going to try to bring you down. But you have to understand, like everybody has said before, yeah. is your dream. It only makes sense to you and for some people around you that have the same vision as you. But you have to understand that in your journey is your journey, right. not anybody else's. And like whenever it comes to comparing, I, I don't... <laughs> Comparing can be a good thing in some situations. And I want to expand on that. So, in 2020, the guy that I work with, one of my best fucking friends, see him five days a week for 10 hours a day, right? Like, go to his birthday party. He comes to my birthday party. Like, like we're, we're like legit work family. Like, we give a fuck. Like, we text each other outside of work. Like, that's like... That's your family right mm -hmm. there. Like, he got cancer. And, like, you see this guy go from being, like, a 340-pound guy to dying at 140 pounds, having kids, 
like he he like had like a really hard life. He was just getting on his feet and then all of a sudden he got cancer. And then he like you see him fucking like he can't even like drive. He can't even walk. He can't even stand for more than five minutes at a time. He can't even eat solid food. Like shit like that should put things into perspective. And it does. Mm-hmm. And it fucking sucks to think about stuff like that. Like nobody wants to think about shit like that. Everybody just wants to act like shit like that isn't going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if you look at shit like that, you should be, you should be more thankful. Like, wow. I, I wouldn't be able to fucking deal with those problems. I don't know how I would deal with those problems. Cause that's a real fucking problem. Oh yeah. To have kids that are underage and be like, I don't have more than two years with you guys. <laughs> wow. Like, how do you tell your kids that? How do you wake up every morning and do that? Like, you want to tell me that you don't have motivation to do anything? Get that fucking news and tell me you don't have any motivation. And not even that, dude, because they told you two years, but with cancer, you don't fucking know. No. So it can be two years. It can be tomorrow. There you go. So it can be two years. You can survive or... But yeah, dude, like that's... You didn't even make it two years. That's fucking rough. Yeah. That's a real problem. That's a real fucking problem. Yeah. And then like my other friend that died a week after him, you know, he was 63. He was older, but it was like, he wasn't in the greatest health or anything, but it was like, he still had plans. He still had things that he wanted to do. His wife had just died two months before that. And his whole goal was to sell everything off this upcoming summer quit his job, sell everything off, including his house, and just go ride his motorcycle around until Fuck until yeah. his medical problems took him. Yeah. He didn't get to do that. And then on top of that, like we get we get pregnant and then we have a fucking miscarriage. Yeah. Right? Like there's more opportunities taken away. Mhm. Albeit like completely natural it happens every day but it's like there's more perspective how are you not motivated bro rob bailey said the one fucking thing that i was like holy shit just fucking rocked my boat dude and it's something that's like it's so small and everybody knows it but again like nobody wants to even think about it and I have it saved on my phone. And I had it as my, my wallpaper for a while until Caitlin changed it to us. But <laughs> Not he got asked on his um on his Instagram, he got asked like what what's his motivation? Right? He was like, I'm gonna die. He's like, is there not things that you want to do in your life? Like, you're going to fucking die. You're not going to live forever. What more motivation do you need? You could die right after I fucking leave your house. I could die after I leave your house. I'm going to fucking die, dude. I got shit I want to do. You know, you're going to fucking die, dude. Yeah. And I'm going to fucking die. And there's shit I still want us to do together. And, dude, something that made me realize that is, like, 
because you know how I deal with suicidal thoughts before yeah. my depression. And <laughs> what made me more aware of fucking my potential is like I wanted to kill myself. I wasn't afraid to die. I wanted to kill myself. Yeah. So I'm not afraid of dying. Okay. So when I understood that, it was like, so if I'm not afraid to kill myself, then why am I afraid to chase my goals? Because dying, you die, you fucking die. It's over. Yeah. Okay. In this world, it's fucking over. We don't know where we're going, but here, it's over. But if I was able to think about killing myself, if I was been, if I was able to be that fearless, then why the fuck am I afraid to chase my goals? Bro, do you think you're gonna? You think you're just gonna be like, oh, I'm nothing in this world, and then you're gonna go off and kill yourself, and you're gonna die peacefully? No. But you're the fucking last thoughts in your head are gonna be so fucking negative. You're not gonna die with any peace. Mm-mm. And I don't mean to say that because people kill themselves and like I don't feel bad for them. Like I do. Like one of my close friends just fucking killed themselves back in fucking November. Mm-hmm. Like he drove himself eleven hours away from his home, away from his family, and slit his wrist on a fucking beach. Do you think he died peacefully? Nope. No. You think he was like, oh, I'm finally at peace. Fuck no. And the craziest thing, man, and that's something that kind of like happened to me and like happens to a lot of people is like, as soon as you're doing what you're supposed to do to take care of that, uh, the thoughts knowing that what you did is just so fucked up. Yeah. And like the final thoughts of people say that it's just like, dude, I really didn't want to do this. Yeah. But now you're you're done. Just like the people that uh jump from the what is it like the San Francisco uh bridge? One person that survived, he said that uh, uh as soon as he let go of of the rail and he was falling, he was like, I don't wanna die. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people and including myself, I didn't do it to the point that I was like in no return point. But then something, call it a voice, call it God, call it whatever it is, made me realize that I don't really want to die. And that's a crazy thing. Because you think dying is going to take care of your depression. Right. And it's going to make everything better for other people. But it's not. It's actually, and it's a really touchy, it's a really touchy subject because there's a lot of different things that go through your mind and stuff. So all I want to say, like, if you have those thoughts, talk to somebody and understand that you're loved. People around you love you. People around you need you. People around you want them. They will do whatever needs to be done Mm -hmm. to save you. Believe me. So don't think that killing yourself is the way. Don't. It's not. It's a fucking lie. It's just... Your depression is just the crazy thoughts that you have when it, on, on that. But at the end of the day, it's like, don't do it. Like, don't do it. And I told you because I fucking wanted to do it. And I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad, like I said, now, if I was fearless to die, why am I afraid to get up every fucking day, do what I'm supposed to do, and live life? And teach other people to have, be better men and, and do these things.
So it's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's a dark subject. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to think about it. No. And that's the problem. Yep. So, yeah. (laughs) No, guys, I'm serious. Like, don't let your... If you're in that position of depression and stuff, please reach out to us. Like, please do. We... I'd rather listen to your story than go to your funeral now that you kill yourself. Like, reach out to us. Reach out to people. Reach out to your friends. Reach out to your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad. Like, reach out to the people that is around you. Uh, Do so. And... If after you reach out and you didn't get the help, like, still, <laughs> don't give up. Like, still, you have to reach out to other people. There's always help around you. Just don't fucking do it. Don't do it. And I know it got kind of dark when we talk about this, but it's like, all I want to say is, like, just like you said, you're going to die. That should be enough motivation to do something yeah to live every day like it's your last day and whenever you go to bed to be satisfied at least 10 percent or 20 percent that whatever you did this day was good mm-hmm. and that's something that i was telling my dad yesterday because i woke up like what like woke up at seven in the morning yesterday i lay in my bed till like 8 a.m then went to the gym went to pick up my battery for my corvette grab some food And while I was driving and doing all those things, I was like, dude, I was so afraid of being alone, of not having a girlfriend or a partner. I was so afraid of those things that I basically enslaved myself to people that wasn't good for me. And today I'm actually enjoying my day. You know, I just went to the gym, hit the gym. I didn't have to tell nobody what I'm doing. I got out, went to pick up my body for my car. I'm going to fix my car. Went to grab some food. No, it's actually messing with my stomach. <laughs> but like I did things for me. It's a beautiful fucking day. The weather was nice. I was outside mm-hmm. fixing my car. I changed my brake pads to my SUV. I changed, uh, I put the body, I tested my car. I'm going to do the oil change. I'm going to do everything for my Corvette to be on point. And as I was doing all these things, that I was like, huh, I don't have to worry about texting this person. What is she doing? I have to take her for dinner. I have to do these things. And I'm not saying that I don't want to do those things. Of course, I would love to be in a relationship. But the difference is I'm enjoying my own time. I'm enjoying my company. I am enjoying myself. And when you start getting to that point, you don't allow people or their own people to come in. And yeah. I'm feeling that peace, bro. It's like, it's crazy because I was like, back then it was like, oh, no, 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 no. And I was like, oh. No, today I woke up 6 in the morning, well, 6.30, got my coffee, ate something, was waiting for you. And like, you know, nobody's texting me. I don't have to, oh, shit, I have to be this or we have to do this at this time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm living my life. And whenever things happen, they're going to happen. With that being said, it's like, enjoy your life. Do the things that you want to do. Like, work on yourself. 
Like, I feel happy after I worked out. Dude, I did shoulders. I got a good fucking pump. I was feeling... You're too wide. You need to stop. (laughs) I was feeling myself looking in the mirror, dude, looking at how fucking big I am. I was like, fuck yeah. You know? I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I saw some of my friends at the gym. I had a good talk. What else can I ask for, dude? And it's like, we're always complaining about the things that we don't have. But when we complain about the things that we don't have, we don't we don't really put uh, attention or appreciate the things that we do have. Right. So when we have that, when we get the things that we don't have, we don't know how to appreciate them. Because we never appreciate the moment. We didn't appreciate the present. So how are you going to appreciate something that you don't have when you can't even appreciate what you have right now? Right. Makes no fucking sense. So a big thing for guys to understand is that you have to be self-aware and you have to be uh, mindful of the things that are going on in this fucking moment. Mm-hmm. If it's a moment of sadness, let it out. If it's a moment of rage, let it out. If it's a moment of happiness, fucking enjoy it. Whatever you're going through, be mindful, be aware, and do what in, what do what you need to do to get past it. Because just like you said, man, you have plans right now, but life happens, yep. and life has different plans. And it's just a call away that somebody's gonna call you and be like, "Listen, your mom is gone, your dad is gone, your brother is gone, your sister is gone, your nephews, your nieces, your kids." So what else, what more motivation do you need to call your loved ones and tell them that you love them? Your friends and tell them that you love them. Why wait? Why will you wait to make things happen when you don't have the time? Because that's what we think, man. We, We think that we have the time, but we don't. Because the reality is, just like you said, you're going to leave. My plan today is go to Walmart. And maybe on my way to Walmart, fucking crash, and I'm dead. Then what? The end for awesome this podcast happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to continue this fucking podcast. Bro. Uh, all right. But I'm getting a girl co-host. <laughs> Has to be. <laughs> She's gonna be a radical feminist. <laughs> yeah, the color something else then. <laughs> the info bitch in this podcast. Info mediocrity. The info victimhood podcast. But yeah, guys. Uh, anything else you want to say, Sean? No, nah, man. I sure don't. No, nothing else. No. So strive, strive, strive. Always to be a better man. Become a high-value man. Again, we have different podcasts about this. We have different things that you can learn. This was just more of a free discussion. And one thing I want to say before we go, it's uh, don't allow society, don't allow other people to tell you that being a man is wrong. There is nothing wrong with being a man. There is nothing wrong with being masculine. There is nothing wrong with uh, having ambition, having goals. Wanting to protect, wanting to provide. There's nothing wrong with it. So, when people tell you there is wrong, you tell them to fuck off. And you continue doing your own thing. 
And that's all I have to say about that. Because masculinity fucking rocks. Having a dick really is the greatest thing in the world. Dude, I can pee standing now. It's great. You know what? I can too, but there's power in saying, you know what? I'm going to pee sitting down. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I being oppressed just to stand up when I can sit? My legs hurt from always standing. (laughs) Just let me sit. Fucking Patrick, you're suppressing me to stand when I pee. (laughs) When I can be sitting. (laughs) I'm a king. I should be able to sit whenever I want. Hey, man, I'm a king. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. You know what? I'm pissed up, bro. Nobody has used my pronouns. King and daddy. I called you daddy today. Well, you do. You respect me. Other people don't respect my pronouns. Fucking misandrist. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really stupid, right? Yeah, that's how you sound. <laughs> All right, someone cut his mic off. Someone cut it off. I'm just being a comedian right now. <laughs> Welcome to my show. <laughs> Oh, yeah. T-shirts coming soon. Yes. If you've well, been watching our Instagrams, we got some got some T-shirts. They're, well, they're on pretty, my Instagram, because Shunsi hasn't posted any fucking pictures with them. I haven't, I haven't really posted any pictures. I've been so busy lately, I haven't really even had any on. So, oh, sure. True what story. It? I wore one yesterday. And you took pictures? I didn't. Exactly. I had a hoodie on over it. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I did a one of my YouTube videos in it. Oh, yeah, subscribe to Shanzi. Yeah, that motherfucker Shanzi. On YouTube, yep. Instagram, Facebook, Tinder. Don't come to my Facebook. Bumble. You can come to my Bumble. Uh, We're respectful over there. What is the one for the Cougars? Cougarlove.com. Milf City. Milf City. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to come up with a fucking app. Dude, I'm going to make you a website called eddielovesmilfs.com. Yes, please do. I love milfs. <laughs> if there's any milfs out there. Dude, that meme where Rich Piano was drinking milk sweat. <laughs> Dude, you, do you know how much uh, anabolic? <laughs> That's amazing. That's good for your muscles, bro. Fuck. When you're fucking and the milk is sweating. I bet it tastes like child support. <laughs> <laughs> it actually tastes like... Government cheese. <laughs> it tastes like Lunchables. <laughs> And Capri Sun, bro. Oh, God. <laughs> Especially when you're fa- like when you're having a good fog and you're fucking and it's hot and you're all sweating. And she Capri Sun does it good. And she's like sweating, bro. And then you just like go like take a lick. That's the best, bro. I'm saying. All right, for real. Someone get this guy's microphone. <laughs> all I gotta say, Mills are live. Check out your boy Eddie Garcia on Instagram. Uh, at underscore not Eddie Garcia underscore again underscore not Eddie Garcia underscore love meals with that being said do you have anything else to say Sean I'm out of here <laughs> you know you fucking love this shit when I do this <laughs> and yeah hope I hope you guys understand sarcasm so if you don't learn <laughs> maybe we'll make a podcast on sarcasm <laughs> maybe <laughs> Or MILFs. We need to find some MILFs and have a talk. <laughs> Dude, I would love to. And then after I'll film you with them. Yes. Please For their some. OnlyFans, obviously. Of course, man. Yeah. See, I support women. 
See the patriarchy ain't so bad. <laughs> Just submit. If there is a MILF out there that want to create some content, hit your boy up. He's going to be famous someday, so <laughs> you're, you're going to Kim K and Ray J the fuck out of that one. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> now we got to <laughs> turn these microphones off. <laughs> Someone take my microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, somebody got to pay for those kids' school supplies and shit. So help a milf, guys. It's been a great episode. I hope you guys learn a lot. <laughs> Don't listen to the last bullshit that we just said. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, they ended on a light note. Yeah, uh, guys, have a great day. This is gonna come up on Wednesday, so we hope you have a great home day. Uh, we hope you're humping them <laughs> that day too. <laughs> and with that being said, goodbye. <laughs> pam, 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 pam. Mill safe. What? Uh. <laughs>